So John and John's having some technical difficulties. So this is our second time recording the show. I'm kidding. And our, thir- and our third time having this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so um, as I was telling John, uh, Amazon Prime is releasing a new Lord of the Rings series. It's a series that takes place before the trilogy of books uh and but not quite so far as the Silmarillion uh which is the origin story of Middle Earth so it's not that far back but it's I don't know how many thousands of years it is before um the Lord of the Rings trilogy I'm not sure but uh at first it was exciting uh I think lots of people were very excited about it since then there's an overwhelming um I would say majority of fans of the original series uh or the books and they're not too thrilled about this new series um i'm i'm going to remain indifferent about it and check it out for myself to see how well it's going to perform before i judge it but uh which is how i go for most things um unless there's just something in it that i'm just totally like yeah i'm not going to be interested in that at all but this is lord of the rings which i'm rereading currently right now it's sitting on my bedside table so uh but the official teaser was released for it yesterday so after one day we now have uh, a lot of likes and a lot of dislikes youtube has removed the ability to see the dislikes but i have a fancy little attachment that allows me to see the dislikes so i was asking john how many likes versus dislikes do you think this video has already and my initial guess, based off of the context of the conversation being, hey, did you know YouTube took away the ability to see the amount of dislikes, coupled with the view count of three and a quarter million views, my guess on likes was 75,000. John is very close. It is 50,000 likes. Now, dislikes, John has to say... My So I decided to go a 10 to 1 ratio off of my initial guess. So my initial guess of dislikes was 750,000 dislikes. It, to which I laughed and said there is quite possible that a week from now it could hit that many because after just one day of being on YouTube, it has 113,000 dislikes. So it could change, but... Typically, most people that are going to have any interest in something at all are typically going to watch the trailer within the first couple days of it being released. So I think, personally, I think by Sunday, probably have a pretty good idea on what the majority of the fans feel about this new series. You know, I... I wanted to be excited for it, and I wanted to be excited for the new um, Game of Thrones prequel, but I just don't have any investment in either of them right now. Um, And if you're going to make me pick one or the other, it's absolutely going to be Game of Thrones. The Lord of the Rings prequel looks like hot garbage. Like, it's it's what we were afraid of Disney doing when they got uh, Star Wars and Marvel. They were like, you have this beloved IP, please don't destroy it. And then Amazon took one look at it and they were like, hey, what if we destroyed it? Hold my beer. Hold hold my beer. And I I just think if, if this show ends up being good, that will be a monumental achievement. I, I agree with you. Or, like, if it ends up being not bad, like, that should be our level of expectation for it going in. Not bad. I'm going to give it a chance, but my expectations are are pretty low. Yeah. I will say it has some work to get to even the the top 50 most disliked YouTube videos of all time. Do you want to know Did you look that up? 
I did look it up. Um, I was hoping there would be a how like how quickly did they get like how many dislikes did they have in their first twenty four hours that type of thing. Uh, but that didn't that didn't happen. Uh, the fiftieth most disliked YouTube video still has two point five eight million dislikes. So it's got some work to do, but I could see it getting there. Uh, the fiftieth most disliked video is uh, "So Sorry" by Logan Paul. Ugh, Logan Paul. <laughs> but what if you didn't? Well, what if I didn't? <laughs> Well, so with that, uh, you know, they, they certainly did not ask us our opinion on uh, the Amazon, the, the Lord of the Rings series. Like what is it? Rings of Power or some? Rings of Power, yeah. yeah ugh, ugh. I guess it's going to be about the creation of the Rings of Power, is my guess. They they talked all about that in the first five minutes of the first movie. You're right. All you need to know. That's uh, they made an entire series out of the first five minutes of the first movie. Which in their or defense, if you've read the books, the first introductory section of the book. In, in Amazon's defense, from a creative standpoint, that's the type of thing nerds usually want. They say, what if we hyper-focus on this one thing that we normally skip? That is that is a common desire in other fandoms, I you think. You are correct. You are correct, yes. So welcome back to another episode, the final episode of the third season of They Didn't Ask Us. After this episode, we will be taking a break. There will not be any episodes for August. Classic August. So we're taking some time off to we're actually recharge, reinvigorate. Yeah, recharge. We're actually we'll we'll have we have an announcement to make at the end of the show. So just hold on and we'll fill you in on what's gonna happen next here on They Didn't Ask Us. But we have lots of news to talk about today. To start things off, one thing that's very close to me to my heart, something I love very much, Assassin's Creed is celebrating an an a big anniversary year this year they're getting their driver's permit they sure are <laughs> they grow up so fast they do <laughs> and um because of that they've got a lot of releases coming out soon a lot of announcements being made a big rumor was just dropped um i think they've pretty much said no that's not going to happen but at the same time they're not making the official announcement until september so of course they're going to say no that's not right that's false because they don't want to ruin the surprise. But the rumor is, is that the next game will take place in the Aztec Empire. That would be so cool. I know, I, it would. I'm not I'm not even going to lie, because I, I, I don't know that I've fully played an Assassin's Creed game. I'll say this, I haven't finished an Assassin's Creed game since um, Revelations, actually. I dabbled in three, I've watched people play um syndicate uh unity and uh origins and odyssey and I, I do really want to play odyssey i just uh haven't um and they need more pep in their step after valhalla and something like think about even like the the color scheme you can use when you set it in in the aztec empire like oh yeah that changes everything because valhalla is just, it's not vibrant it's kind of dingy no, it's very dull and even like odyssey was bright and like it was very like enthralling and even that like it's not great don't get me wrong but it has to be easy to look at if it's going to be a video game right and what i mean what's the last game that was set in something like that i i can't think of one 
Well, see, what, what ended up happening, there was one mission in Valhalla where you actually, your Ivor goes to, uh, or Eivor, excuse me, he goes to uh, what is present-day Canada at one point. And when he goes, he doesn't have any of his gear. And so he has to accumulate brand new gear. Well, the gear that he accumulates is from the natives that live there. So it's this tribe. And so he's in this tribal gear as he's doing the missions in this section. And it's very different. It's it's a, a, you know, a wooded area. And I remember thinking this would be a really fun game to do an Assassin's Creed based in like a tribal time period. Mm-hmm. And so then to know that they might do the Aztecs would be really cool. Yeah, no, I would be 100% on board. I don't know that I would be. This is where it gets trickier as like an adult with responsibilities and not like, you know, late teens, early twenties when you can just kind of like do what you want. Like if I have to choose between something like Gotham Knights or Call of Duty and the new Assassin's Creed, like I'm not getting Assassin's Creed, but I want to. And like the desire to want to hasn't really been there in a minute. So I hope whatever they do um, with their, with their 15 year celebration, hope they remaster their games again. Cause they did remaster the SEO collection. I just, I hope it breathes new life into a, I mean, honestly, one of my favorite video game franchises. Yeah. Yeah, me too. So I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking for something really exciting like that because Origins is fantastic. It's a beautiful game, even though it's set in the middle of the desert. It's very um, visually, it's very appealing. And uh, not only that, but the story is really good. And it was different. It was very different from anything we've seen before. And so I would love to see something like that again, just in a time period and a setting that you just wouldn't think about. Yeah, absolutely. So next up, it's happening. Nintendo has officially acquired its own anime studio. Okay. Are they not already? Like, <laughs> they're they're so particular and so protective of their IP. Like, could they not already just do that? Like, what are what are what is the fallout from this? Like, we're gonna get Captain Possib- Falcon anime, possibly Captain Falcon, Legend of Zelda. Like, we could possibly see some some stuff actually come out, some animated stuff. Where have they partnered with streaming services before? Because that becomes they're, my next question. Like, that's not gonna be Switch Online. Like, you can only watch this on the Nintendo Switch. Like, come on, <laughs> that is money on the table they've they've talked about doing that before with like netflix i believe but nothing went through okay and what else just happened sony's purchase of bungie just went through so i imagine well that wouldn't be a streaming service um gosh i don't know man (laughs) where this hold on a second right row there's this sweater thing Sorry. Sorry about that. I record in the closet. Wow. Or you might be one of the first people in Tennessee to have an automated closet in your house. (laughs) It's just that the automation is uh you. (laughs) Open the closet door. Hi, yes, could I have my sweatshirt, please? Yes, here is your sweatshirt. (laughs) My wife is going to visit some friends down the road and so she needed her sweatshirt. All right, so um Sony, what were you saying about Sony? I was just kind of thinking out loud because I saw on Twitter um, Sony's purchase of Bungie went through, but that's not a streaming service. Um, I don't know that Sony... Sony hasn't partnered with one, have they? Because I know The Last of Us show is on HBO Max, but that could have just gone to the highest bidder. Um, Halo was on Paramount, and I think there is some type of relationship there long term. Um, 
I don't know, man. Like, I don't want it to be Amazon for the reasons we just talked about with Rings of Power. And I don't know that I want it to be Netflix because, I mean, what's the last thing they did that was actually good? Which, which, you know, what's unfortunate about the Rings of Power being on Amazon is Amazon is not a bad streaming service. They mm-hmm. actually have some pretty good original content. Um, but this have is just one of those that's obviously not going to do very well. What? Have you watched the new Jack Reacher show? Yes. I've wanted to, and I haven't. And I think I think we have Prime Video. I don't, I don't know. It's fantastic. It is so good i really enjoyed it a lot that has my attention i should have watched that by now honestly so speaking of really good shows the eternals is getting a sequel (laughs) john's face is priceless he's looking at me like are you crazy right now you know you know that dumb face people make when you can tell they're about to sneeze and then if you took that as a still and you were like this person can't comprehend like this person like if you think about like why is blue blue like that's the type of dumb thought that crossed my mind in the sense of Eternals getting a sequel. That's so stupid. Yeah, same same director, same writer. Oh, it's not like that. Well, no, that's true. They could do worse. So, you um, know, if it ain't if it ain't broke. Oh wait. I okay. I'm going to I'm going to say this here and I mean we might want to put some type of ping so we could go back and see this later. I think whatever I think I think Eternals is set up very well for a sequel. I think there's potential. I think it will be better than the first one, but I hope that Kit Harrington's character is not in it at all. I want him to be in Blade. And then potentially get his own show well, and or movie, depending on how interesting his character ends up being. His character, honestly, his character is kind of like gore, the way I understand it. Like, you yeah. use the sword more, it changes who you are, and then eventually you die. I mean, The god butcher. Yeah, which we will talk about at great length uh, here shortly. There goes gore, butching those gods four. again. So it's, um, not, it's not on the phase four calendar. Phase four is done. Four was the end of phase four. Mm-mm. It wasn't? Uh, Wakanda Forever, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Guardians of oh, the Galaxy 3. those are part 3, of Phase 4. Oh, so yeah, I didn't Marvels, realize those were also... The Marvels. That's all Phase 4? And Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four is still TBA, and it is included in Phase 4. Really? Mm-hmm. That surprises me. That's a lot of movies for Phase 4. And it includes all the TV shows. I Good think. gracious. So, um, John, just out of curiosity, be honest with me. All right. What were your thoughts on Reva from Obi-Wan? <sighs> I wanted her to be a better character, but it's an unfair comparison because I hold I compare her to pre-existing characters. So I I'm, I compare her to people with 10, 20, 30, like even up to, to Darth Vader, right? 45, 45? Yeah, 45 years of history. And that's not a fair comparison. I think comparing Reva even to the other Inquisitors, she's a very shallow character. I think the show's primary purpose was not to characterize her. It was to make her the villain, the foil to Obi-Wan until Darth Vader really came into the forefront. Um, I think there's a lot that you could do with that character. I don't know that there's anything you can do with that character now. Well, you know what? I have to say, you're not the only one that thinks like that because Hasbro released a statement. Unfortunately, the Star Wars, the Black Series Reva, the third sister Force Effects Elite lightsaber did not reach the minimum backing goal needed to move into development. That's really upsetting, actually. Have you have you seen you know like the the black series lightsabers right? Oh yeah, they're nice. Conceptually, the Inquisitor lightsabers are the coolest in all of Star Wars, and I will take like I will say that boldly. Conceptually, they are the coolest lightsabers, especially Reva's because hers breaks apart and yeah. becomes two standalone lightsabers. That's awesome. Right. Right. I think a lot of that is just. If they had marketed that as the Grand Inquisitor's lightsaber, it would be different. Mm. I think there's still some some pettiness. 
Um, in the same way, like we talked about the the dislike bombing on Rings of Power, I'm sure it's bad. Um, but I think that's also once you get in an echo chamber of a fandom and people just decide something is bad. She could have turned into, you know, new Thrawn, right? She could have been a new fan favorite character and people would still have that reaction of like, hey, but I hated her initially. I'm going to continue to hate her forever. Bye. From a from a character to fandom standpoint, some people refuse to change opinions. And I notoriously I, am one of those people in a lot of ways. I agree, but I also agree with the main thing that you said some that does not mean all. So to me, mm-hmm. that means the majority of people will potentially change their opinion on a character based on what happens to the character throughout the course of the show. In fact, a lot of times a show will start out with a character and you actually initially you hate the character. You're like, this person sucks. And then as the show goes along, you're like, oh, hey, this character is actually really cool and does a lot for the show and really adds a lot. He has a lot of depth. But for so, yes, I think majority will change their opinion based on how the character develops. But Reva is one of those characters that from beginning to end, there was nothing really interesting about her. And I think most of us were left with the same question of why is she here? Yeah. And that I also want to make very clear, too, because I unfortunately there's been a lot of people that are getting a lot of um, kickback for saying stuff like that. It has nothing to do with her race, my opinion on her. Yeah. You know, because there's a lot of YouTubers even that I watch and they've been getting tons of hate because they'll say that. And then people are like, oh, you're just racist. No, the character was dumb. That's such a hard place to put a creator in because it's not like you can like Star Wars itself. Recent history kind of does have that problem of more passionate reactions to characters of other races. And I mean, us having this back and forth, I have no doubt that your opinion is solely based on her character and not anything about the the actor who plays her. I It's an awful place to put a creator because if you try to back it up, you inevitably put yourself in a deeper corner. And I think a lot of it has to do with this, you know, and, and, you know, we've, you and I have said this many times on the show. Uh, so, you know, avid li- listeners of our show will, will know that we've said this before. Doing something just for the sake of doing something is never a good thing. So sometimes these, you know, minority role or minority, I don't, I don't even know how to properly word it, um, minority populations playing bigger role characters sometimes sometimes unfortunately they're put in that role just because they want to fill that role with the minority but then they don't really the writer himself or herself or whoever doesn't do a very good job of writing in the character at that point that's not the actor's fault though no i agree i'm and i'm not blaming the actor i'm just you know it's more or less just a hate for the character <laughs> You know, I never, I don't have anything wrong with any actor or actress. I know that they're doing the job that they've been set up to do. It's more for me. It's always been more of a dislike for a character. Yeah. And I think Reva's Reva's greatest battle isn't against Obi-Wan or against Vader. It's against screen time because she's, (laughs) she's set up to be the villain of the show. But in the back of our minds as fans, we all know like, oh yeah, Hayden Christensen is in this. That's a big deal. He's going to be the villain. Like, I would love 
there to be a way Reva shows up in um, Jedi Survivor, in, in the Fallen Order sequel. I would love for her to be like a not villain, not ally. She's just kind of like there. And she's with you on some missions. She has her own thing she wants to do on some missions. I think that would be really cool. And I think it would be a way to not essentially waste a character that still has so- something to offer, I think. To, to give up now is to say we were wrong and we did it poorly. If Jar Jar Binks has taught us anything, it's that Star Wars doesn't give up. <laughs> so I I want to see more of this character. I just don't know how, because that time, there's not a whole lot coming up in that time period, right? No, unless she's going to show up in Ahsoka. She, that Ahsoka's like 20 years later, though. Yeah, I mean, but she could still show up. Maybe she was in hiding that whole time. Oh, yeah. Maybe she becomes a hermit on a different planet. That would be that would be something. Oh, what was I? I was actually reading about the Ahsoka show earlier. There's there's an interesting casting that I would like to run past you. Um, Ray Stevenson has been cast in Ahsoka. He has for a while. He was the art. The reference is from February. Um, and the thing that I never put two and two together is his previous voice acting history in Star Wars canon. Uh, Ray Stevenson previously voiced the character Gar Saxon in the Clone Wars and Rebels. He was one of the Imperial leaders on Mandalore. So he's been cast as an admiral, and I don't feel like that would be Thrawn, right? I don't think you would take a different voice actor, would you? I wouldn't think so, no. I mean, he kind of has, like, if you picture his face but blue, like, yeah, I, I could see him being Thrawn, but I... I don't know, man. Like, I am so worried about the Ahsoka show because I want it to be incredible. I'm worried about the Star Wars universe in general. I mean, yeah. That that galaxy far, far away a long time ago, it might be in trouble by a mouse. If it... If it is, there's this fancy new space telescope camera that might be able to uh, to show us where it is. <laughs> have you, right. have you, you seen those it. pictures? Oh, they're incredible. They're incredible. They're also terrifying. Like the concept of the vastness of space. Like I don't like thinking about that. I don't either. I, I will stay right here on this blue marble. Thank you. Yes, I'm on. I'm 100% with you. Well, with that, I think that's about it for news. Um, I couldn't think of anything else that has come up here recently. Um, oh, I guess, uh, you know, we did not, we decided, John and I decided not to review Miss Marvel because... Did you, did you watch any of it? I watched the first two episodes. I... Did you end up finishing it? I did. Oh. It finishes very interestingly. Yeah, you should tell them how it ends because that's what I was going to mention. So the biggest curiosity about what, like, how would Miss Marvel work is the fact that there's not a true villain um, about midway through the I series. I told you, teenage angst. That honestly big picture that that is it you're welcome like there there's a a group of people called the clandestines which are set up to be kind of the villains and then the the villains in the finale are some type of they're the the department of damage control um they were also featured in spider-man homecoming and no way home um they were really the villain of the last couple of episodes so the the overarching villain really is just like her versus herself like her growing into becoming who she is um i want to say i saw that it's reviewed like rotten tomatoes at like a 98 percent, which is very high you know out, out of 100 98 out of 100 um walk away like walking away from the show it's really good i think so i'm looking at the list of the marvel shows so far and that's wandavision falcon and the winter soldier loki uh what if hawkeye moon knight and miss marvel to date those are the only shows um 
I, I don't know where I would rate it in those shows because it's very hard for me to separate my love of the Clint Barton character, of the Bucky Barnes character, away from the, the quality of the show in general. Because I think WandaVision and Loki probably are the best two series so far. I think Ms. Marvel is probably better than Moon Knight, but Moon Knight is easier to watch because it has a defined villain. There's there's an obvious conflict. Um big picture Marvel wise, I think Ms. Marvel is going to be the second most impactful show behind Loki, obviously. Um because of the the revelation at the end of the show. And that is she she has her nerdy friend as all superheroes should. Uh if anyone is a superhero missing a nerdy friend, I am available. Um <laughs> And they're talking before he goes off to college uh, across the country. And he's like, oh, I redid your blood work. And you have some type of mutation. <sighs> That's the first use of that word in the entirety of the MCU. So she's a mutant. Uh-huh. She is the first mutant canon in the MCU. That's okay. very exciting. So that means mutants exist. Yes. In the MCU. Yes. Now, where are they? Um, That's the question. Because the show also has a, a mid credit scene, which I think is is unique to the, the finales of Disney Plus shows, if I'm not mistaken, um, where the Kamala Khan character is approached by this bald headed guy. Uh, no, uh, has like a little power freak out thing and turns into Carol Danvers. So she's a shapeshifter? No, she body swapped. Full on body swap. I don't think, because it's not Kamala Khan in Carol Danvers' body. It's like they changed where they were in space and time because they're connected, which becomes the driving force of the Marvels. It has to. So she switched bodies with Carol? She, I think she switched locations. Or locations. So they they just like swapped places. It's not Freaky Friday. It's... um. I can think of a famous movie with teleportation off the top of my head, but it is not a Freaky Friday Star situation. Trek. It's not the perfect parallel for what I'm looking for, but kind of. Harry Potter. They apparated. No, because even that's, like, deliberate. They touched a port key. And then they ended up in this weird maze, uh, or they ended up in this graveyard, and there was a giant stew. And, and then Vecna showed up. I mean, Voldemort. I mean, Gore. I mean, Voldemort. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'll talk about that real quick. So Stranger Things 4 finished up. Um, I won't spoil anything for those that haven't seen it, but I will tell you that they were definitely giving everybody the impression that this was going to be the last season. It is not. There's going to be another one. No idea when it's going to come out, but there is going to be another season. So are you... I'm not, I'm not sure how they're going to do another season because the way it ends, you're like, um, there's like only one thing you can do now, which <laughs> is fight. So I don't know if they're going to do an entire season and it's just like Dragon Ball Z of ah. one fight. <laughs> That's, I mean... Next time on Dragon Ball Z, next time. Goku charges for the entire episode. Next time on Stranger Things, Eleven is recharging in his tank. Lend me your souls so that I can throw this soul bomb. Lend me your energy for my spirit bomb. Gosh. Oh, whatever. <laughs> you know how long it's been since I've watched that? Uh, too long? You should probably rewatch, I don't know, like a... Rewatch Kai. Kai I'll give you a hint. I was eating Dunkaroos. I saw those at the grocery store today. That does not they help They still me. make those? Yeah, oh, they were, okay. I saw them at Publix. <laughs> Come on. You got man. me. It was just yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're they're doing another season. Um, you know, classic Stranger Things, a lovable character was killed off. Um, not surprised. Um, although I have to admit this one I really didn't want him to be killed off. He was he was pretty awesome. So that was that was sad. Um, Steve is still the best character in the whole show. 
which is quite the redemption arc. Oh yeah, big time. So that's that's really cool. And um, I don't know. Uh, I guess the only other thing, <laughs> the only other thing that happened that just uh, just just it. <sighs> It was one of those things that it's happening and it doesn't make, you know, whenever they reveal something about a character, you want it to make sense, Uh-oh. right? You want to be able to look at it and be like, oh yeah, yeah, we've, we've kind of seen that all along. But Will, who's the guy who was kidnapped in the first season, he is coming out as gay, but he has a, he has a huge crush on Mike, who's his best friend. But he's not telling him like he can't tell him like he's having a hard time trying to tell him. And it's just one of those things that doesn't make sense because there has been no hint at all in past seasons that he might have some sort of love or even like just obsession over him. Nothing. It's just like suddenly. And so everybody I remember I was watching with a group of friends and we were all like, huh, what? Where did that come from? So do you think that's my only complaint? Do you think it could be a, that kind of a similar situation to Supernatural, where fans had these, had they were shipping characters online for years and years and years, and then eventually writers are just like, you know what? Okay. I think that's entirely possible. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I haven't watched Stranger Things, so I can't say, you know, one way or the other how I think it is, but I, I will tend to, to trust you on that. Yeah, it was just kind of out of left field, you know, where you're just like, okay, yeah, 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 and then all of a sudden you see that, and you're like, huh, huh, all right then. And you said they've confirmed season five? Yes. When do you... Let's go ahead and get this on the on the record, too. When do you think it will release? Not will it be announced, not will it be scheduled. Will, it, will the first episode actually be able to be watched? I thought about this a lot because there was a large separation of years between the previous season and this one. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that had to do with COVID. Um, but... I'm really thinking that they may have already filmed the final season. I think it might actually be done because literally the next season is going to pick up exactly where this one leaves off. Like there is no way there's going to be time between this season and the next season. So I'm thinking they may have already filmed it. Okay. So my guess is next year, maybe like fall next year, something like that. October, maybe. Okay, that's much more optimistic than I was expecting. But that's my hope anyway. With your with your context of the way it ends, there's no way time can pass. No, it's not like they could be like, "Oh yeah, remember 6 months ago when this happened?" Like there's no way. Like okay. it, it's it's the threat is is in the house already. Like there's no way that would be like <laughs> it would be like if they made Scream a TV show and he opened yes. the door and he was like, "Hey, it's me. End of season 1." <laughs> right. And it's like, "Well, we know what's going to happen at the beginning of season 2." You know, so, yeah. Okay. So that that makes sense that they would have already um done some type of work on it so hopefully for for all the stranger things fans um i hope that you're right and i hope that it does come soon do you do you think there's a way they could have ended season four and it have ended the series there's like there's a way they could have oh, done without it a doubt so this is my theory this is my running theory i really think so they they split up the season in the strangest way huh i i've Sorry. <laughs> so what they did was is they released like seven episodes, I think. And then they took off a month. Like they released it at the beginning of June mm-hmm. and then they didn't release anything else until July. And then they released the final two episodes. My theory is, is they wanted to see how much, uh, 
how popular were those first seven oh, episodes? Oh, okay. And I think they had two endings filmed. I think they had an ending that wrapped it up, and they had another ending that left an opening for another season. And I think they went that's with the second one. Very interesting. I really think that that's what they did because seasons the the first seven episodes ends, and you're like, okay, well, I mean, this is what's got to happen. There, I mean, there's no other way to do this. And so I really think it could have ended. But instead, they were like, we're going to go ahead and leave this open and do another season. Yeah, that, I mean, that makes complete That's my sense. Theory. I don't like it. I don't like the idea of that being the case of, you know, let's see what the numbers are and then we'll decide how we end it. Like, if you're going to do that, just do what DC did with Jason Todd and just like, hey, you know, do you, we, we set up this Twitter poll. It's going to last for two weeks. Tell us what you want and we'll do it. Because I feel like... Most fans, if the two options were give us another season that's not as good or end it well, I want to say most people would say end it well. End it well, yeah. I want to say that. Obviously, there are still going to be people who are like, give me give me my episodes, and I respect that, and I would watch them, right? Like, if it was a show I was invested in, I wouldn't be like, Ugh, everything after this point is dumb. I'm not watching it. Like, I would watch it. Who are we kidding? So, yeah. I feel the same way, and I just, uh, I don't know. It makes me nervous, because I'll admit, I mean, and the way that they were talking about it, too, everything they were saying was making it sound like this was going to be the final season. You know, the epic conclusion, that's what they kept saying. Yeah. And so, you know, I was totally preparing myself for this to be the last bit and to see this epic conclusion and then when they leave it open for another one i was just confused and i was like i'm gonna be honest i'm kind of not excited about the next season because i thought this was gonna be it yeah but anyway speaking of things that may or may not have potential um natalie portman is a an actor yes female she um john uh can you name two series that she has famously been in um star wars and marvel there you go okay. good job john you you know your stuff more than Taika well, Waititi. more than him that's right <laughs> this was so because funny. he asked her at the red carpet event for thor love and thunder hey natalie have you ever thought about maybe being in a star wars movie and she was like yeah yeah i, I did think about i've it. i've been yeah. in three of them <laughs> And he says that he completely forgot about those. Which, to be fair, most of us have tried. But still, that's like, I don't know. It may, When I hear that, it makes me that much more scared for the future of Star Wars. Because I'm like, really? You can't give your stuff to anybody who actually knows about the original IP? Like, the all the original stuff that came before? It's not to me. It's not that he doesn't care. It's that his job is to make movies. So he doesn't have, you know, this running list of like, oh, you know, these are the the things I've been attached to or, you know, I'm going to have a I'm going to know who was cast in all of these movies. And I get that with Natalie Portman, it's different because she's like conservatively like the fourth most important character in the prequel trilogy. So like. It would make sense if you remembered she was in that. I'm guessing that Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Rex come before her. Is that right? Uh, Palpatine. Oh. Third most important hero, but yeah. <laughs> um, is he is he even doing a Star Wars movie? Yeah, he's doing a whole... I think he's got a trilogy. Why? Because yeah, humor? Yeah, and we'll talk about why too much humor is bad, because I hated this movie. <laughs> Spoilers. God. 
they're they're falling star wars is apparently knowing that he's getting a movie they're falling slave to recency bias they're saying people love what taika waititi does let's let him do everything and then people are going to start not liking taika waititi and then they're going to have to try to find the next big thing i've already started not liking him i mean spoiler alert same (laughs) but that's who he is that's his style and it's unreasonable to expect anything different but can't you admit that Kind of like what we've said before, like with Obi-Wan, if you are adopting something that came before, like why would you not pay attention to where that adopted child came from? They're essentially doing what Obi-Wan did to Leia at the end of the Obi-Wan series, totally ignoring... No, no, never mind. That doesn't make sense. He was comparing her to to her original parents. Yeah. But still, you know, if you adopted something, a child, I know this is getting deep but this is how much i care about star wars so just shut up um but if you adopted a child and then you like decided i'm not going to tell you anything about what came before you are only going to be my child i'm not going to tell you about your original parents or any history that came before that that child is going to have a huge piece missing that's star wars right now as far as a continuity error though is that not exactly what you wanted to happen in the final scene of obi-wan well yeah, but he just he went about it completely the wrong way. And the main point I was trying to make was that he shouldn't have been the one to say that. Okay. Should have been her her adopted parents. Okay. That I believe to be a fair point. I I don't know. I don't know really anything about Taika Waititi, especially not anything about him as a person. So, I imagine he doesn't He's from New Zealand. That's about it. I imagine he doesn't like sit around and like he doesn't become absorbed by fandom in the same way that you and I are suspect to. So, like is it kind of an indictment that he doesn't know Natalie Portman was in the prequel trilogy? Yes. <laughs> Is that like a is that a really big deal? Not yet. Like it's a problem, don't get me wrong, but until I learn more about what his Star Wars creation is going to be, I'm not going to equi- like I'm not going to put the two in the same sentence. Because right. if he's doing something completely non-related to Skywalker Saga and I do believe that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, I think it, it's going to be completely different, completely separate. It's not going to be a part of the Skywalker anything. Then as long as as long as they have on set some freaking nerd who is like you remember Stump the Schwab from like ESPN in the 90s? Yeah. Yeah. If they have like the Star Wars Schwab on set and he's just like you can't do it. No, you can't do that. And he's just like tell like he's correcting as they go, then I'm not I mean, I'm not going to be super worried about that. But if it's something where it's like more adjacent to mainline Star Wars plot and there's just a general disregard for everything that's happened before, then yeah, that's going to be that's going to be more of a problem. So, for me it definitely comes down to as time goes on, where are we at? Agreed. But speaking of Taika Waititi, Thor, Laugh and Thunder. I mean, lo- love and love and laughter. No, th- thunder booming, th- love and thunder. You know what we should do is just put a laugh track behind everything we say in this review. It would make complete sense to do that. <laughs> but it would hurt. Uh, it would hurt me inside. Yeah. Similar to how I felt after watching this movie. Um, would you like me to read the plot summary? Because um, there's a lot that goes on that I don't think we could just kind of explain. Yeah, and it, we could it, just explain it. The most interesting thing to me is going to be the dichotomy of how it reads and how it was. Because this reads like it should be an excellent movie. And it's not. <laughs> it's not. So, uh, 
You know what would be really cool is if they if there was this movie where the Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor were like in the same movie and they're flying around space together fighting stuff because that's not what happens in this movie. Do you want to know what what would be really cool if they did that? Do you remember the Marvel one shots? Yeah. That's where that would be cool. Yeah. Um anyway, I'm going to read the I'm going to read the plot and then we'll get into talking trash about this movie. All right. Gore and his daughter struggle in a barren desert. Is this a long summary? Um, I wouldn't say so. One, two, three, four, four and a half paragraphs. I think I think to talk about the movie, it should be in there. All right. Um, Gore and his daughter struggle in a barren desert. Despite their prayers to their god Rapu, Gore's daughter dies. The god-killing necrosword weapon calls to Gore, leading him to Rapu's lush realm. After Rapu nonchalantly dismisses Gore's plot and proceeds to strangle him, the necrosword offers itself to Gore, who kills Rapu with it, and Gore vows to kill all gods. Gore is granted the ability to manipulate shadows and produce monsters, but is cursed with impending death and corrupted by the sword's influence. After Gore kills several gods, Thor learns of a distress signal from Sif. Thor parts ways with the Guardians of the Galaxy and finds an injured Sif who warns that Gore's next target is New Asgard. Meanwhile, Dr. Jane Foster, Thor's ex-girlfriend, has been diagnosed with stage 4 terminal cancer. With medical treatment proving ineffective, she travels to New Asgard, hoping that Thor's fractured hammer, Mjolnir, might heal her. Due to an enchantment Thor unknowingly placed on it years earlier to protect Foster, Mjolnir reforges and bonds itself to her. Thor arrives in New Asgard just as Gore's attack begins. Thor is surprised to find Foster wielding Mjolnir, but nevertheless teams up with her, Valkyrie, and Korg to fight Gore. The group thwarts Gore, but he escapes, kidnapping several Asgardian children and imprisoning them in the Shadow Realm. Sorry, I thought that had a cooler name, but it went full Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, <laughs> the group travels to Omnipotence City, a realm that is home to many gods, to warn them and ask for their help. The leader of the gods, Zeus, fears Gore and is unwilling to help, thinking they can remain safe and hidden in the city. Zeus orders the group's capture to prevent them from exposing the city's location to Gore, and in the ensuing fight, Korg's body is destroyed, though his face remains alive. Thor impales Zeus with his own thunderbolt, which Valkyrie steals before they escape. As the journey continues, Thor and Foster rekindle their relationship, and Foster reveals her illness. The group arrives at the Shadow Realm, but are unable to find the children. Thor deduces that the kidnappings were a trap for Gore to take Thor's axe, Stormbreaker, in order to summon the Bifrost and enter the Realm of Eternity, where he can redeem a wish to destroy all gods. Gore overpowers the group, severely injuring Valkyrie. The group returns back to Earth, though Gore does manage to steal Stormbreaker. Drained of her strength each time she uses Mjolnir, Foster is warned that using it once more will likely kill her. Thor persuades Foster to let him fight Gore alone while she recuperates. Thor finds the kidnapped children at the Altar of Eternity and, using Zeus's Thunderbolt, imbues them with his power to fight Gore's monsters while he himself battles Gore. When Foster senses that Gore is about to kill Thor, what a horribly worded sentence, um, <laughs> she joins the battle with Mjolnir to save him. They destroy the Necrosword, freeing Gore from its influence, but the three are brought into Eternity's realm. With Gore poised to make his wish, Thor implores Gore, who wrote this? Thor implores Gore to revive Taika his daughter. Watini. Oh, you're yeah, uh, Thor implores Gore to revive his daughter instead of destroying the gods. 
Thor then leaves Gore to make his decision and attends to Foster, who succumbs to her illness. Moved by their display, Gore's wishes, Gore wishes for eternity to revive love, which is apparently his daughter's name, uh, which it grants. As Gore dies from the curse, he requests Thor to care for love. Korg's body is restored and he starts a family, while Foster's sacrifice is honored in New Asgard, where Valkyrie and Sif begin training the children. Thor adopts Love, who joins him in his heroics, with the former wielding Mjolnir and the latter wielding Stormbreaker. In a mid-credits scene, a recuperating Zeus sends his son Hercules to kill Thor. In a post-credits scene, Foster arrives at the gates of Valhalla, where she is welcomed by Heimdall. And scene. You remember how this movie was, like, marketed? It was a big deal that the Guardians of the Galaxy were in it? Yeah, and then they were in it for like five minutes. Literally the third sentence of that summary. That blink and you'll miss them. They're not important here. I was hoping for Asgardians of the Galaxy. I mean, yeah. I should have been more concerned when the runtime was only two hours. Because that's 15 minutes that was just filler. Because if you take it out, the movie is disastrously short and still bad. Yeah, so... Uh... So, that, so reading the plot summary, this sounds like a really good movie. But it's not. It's, it tries, it's, that's what I was. And good night, everybody. All right. It's, it's the same thing that I talked about with Guardians of the Galaxy 2, where you have something that worked once and then you lean into it too hard and it's awful because Guardians 1, very good movie. Guardians 2, very bad movie. Ragnarok, top five MCU movie. And I will stand by that statement. Thor Love and Thunder, I think could be a bottom five MCU movie. Well, going by the Rotten Tomatoes score, yes. Isn't it the lowest rated? Uh, I'm actually going to look that up now because I want to know. I think it might be. I think it outdid Eternals as far as being bad. <sighs> Let's see. Movies and TV sort by release date, sort by tomato meter, and scroll all the way to the bottom. You know what didn't make sense? Uh, Several things in this movie. This movie yeah. But one of the things that didn't make sense is so apparently holding Mjolnir, what's the hammer's name? Mjolnir. 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 Apparently holding Mjolnir gives you a Thor costume. Why didn't Captain America get a Thor costume? It probably had to be some type of like desire to do when you had the hammer because I mean Thor did it with Stormbreaker too. So I have to That's think true. I have to think it's something where. It's a will. Thing. Yeah, you have to desire like I want some type of costume, and I mean I Captain America. He was already wearing a costume. He was already wearing his costume. So I see where How you're cool coming from. It would have looked awesome, but the Russo brothers know when enough is enough, and it would have it would have been a detriment to the moment. Yeah. So it is another um, thing. I pulled up Tomato Meter. It is the fourth lowest movie. Uh, Eternals is at 47. Tomato Meter. Uh, Thor the Dark World is at 66, The Incredible Hulk is at 67, Thor Love and Thunder is at 68. So, it's not good. So not the worst, but not the best. It is worse than Age of Ultron and Iron Man 2. Those are two of per- a lot. personally two of my least favorite MCU movies. So That's saying a lot. So, uh, with this, the other thing that didn't make sense was that Thor can now give his Thorness to other people okay gives it to a group of children i i thought the same thing watching the movie i didn't realize the nuance until i read the summary he uses zeus's lightning bolt to imbue power and zeus i mean his, like what are, what are those called mythologically speaking zeus does have that ability so it makes sense to me that that was a lightning bolt hey look at me i'm thor channeling zeus you can now be thor so he was using zeus. the power within the light bolt yes lightning bolt yes gotcha Okay. Because I, I the did other thing, have that same. The other thing that didn't make sense was, you know, Thor 
you know, one uh, real quick, one thing I did like is it showed how the mythical uh, weapons have a personal relationship with the wielder of the weapon, which I thought was really cool. Because if you look at a lot of mythology, if you look at even in history, like people would name their swords, mm-hmm. they would name their weapons, and they had like, they really kind of had a relationship with the weapon. So I enjoyed that. So I enjoyed the scenes where he has Milnir and he's talking to it and he says, I need you, I want you to protect Jane no matter what. And so the hammer, when Jane goes to the hammer, the hammer is like, okay, I'm going to protect you because that's what Thor wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. But then it's killing her. Come on, Milnir. I, I haven't jerk face. I haven't read that arc. Um, the, the mighty Thor arc from early 2010s. I think it was. Um, but it's not, it's not that Mjolnir kills her. It's that when she is Thor, she is completely healed. And then when she goes back to being Jane, her cancer progresses. Yeah, but he was supposed to protect her. So really, shouldn't he have just, I'm calling the hammer a he, (laughs) shouldn't, shouldn't he have not done anything then? Because really making her Thor made her worse. It making her Thor was fine. It was when she stopped being Thor and was Jane. I I don't know. I I now want to go back and read the arc because I feel like this movie did not do it justice. I think that's that's a fair assumption. Um, it it made sense conceptually. It made sense to me that this is really good, but it comes with a cost. <laughs> and I. I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's not. Maybe it is explained better in the comic books, which is a bold statement. Having not read them, <laughs> I, I expect it will be explained better, but you're like anything's better than what I just no, watched. You're not wrong. Um, could I tell you my problem with the um, enchantment of Mjolnir to protect Jane? What's that? Would it not have been a more powerful gesture if after Jane died, Mjolnir shattered again because Jane is no longer there to protect. So yeah, I agree. That seems like a glaring hole in the end of this movie. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And now that you heard it, you're much angrier. (laughs) Yes, I am. (laughs) Also, you know, it's kind of cool that there's this being in the middle of the universe that you can run to, and the first one there gets to make a wish, any wish you want. Why didn't Thanos just do that? Um, Or better yet, why didn't the Avengers just go there and make a wish to fix it? So Zeus, he casually addresses it in the sense of like, no one's ever found the altar of eternity and no one's ever really gotten close. And it's, it's Jane who puts it together of, you need to be able to, you know, the symbol on the ground, whenever Thor travels with the Bifrost is a, is a teleportation to where it can take you where you need to go. And until Stormbreaker, he had had to use Heimdall. He hadn't been able to send himself places. So putting it together, I Thor was egregiously overpowered and no one really knew it is is kind of what it boils down to. Um, if Thanos was familiar with the Altar of Eternity and he realized he could do what he needed to do without the stones, then yeah, he, if he had known Stormbreaker could do that, they wouldn't have been able to because Stormbreaker doesn't happen until Thanos already has some of the stones. I don't know. It's a really good question and there's not a good way to answer it. <laughs> no, there's not. That's upsetting. That's really upsetting, actually. So we get to see Hercules. Which is uh, that guy from uh, Ted Lasso. Yeah. So he'll be making an appearance in a follow-up movie. We see at the very, very end that Thor will return. Did you hear about that, though? Seeing that yeah. on the on the screen in the final, in the finished product, apparently that was a surprise to Chris Hemsworth and Taika Waititi. They did not know that was going to be there, which is kind of a red flag for me of like, <laughs> is there a future plan for this character? 
did they did they look at each other and go oh crap what do we do now yeah which i i love ragnarok i think it's a great movie um whatever they decide to do with thor going forward i hope they do not invite taika waititi at all like maybe as a producer but not in any type of creative capacity this movie is bad we've we've addressed it a little bit and it's just like have you ever been around a person who, you know, they're kind of getting their footing in an area, they're trying to make some new friends, and they make some new friends, and they, they make these jokes, and they're like, hey, look at me, I'm funny. And their new friends are like, hey, look at him, he's funny. And then that becomes his personality, so he has to be funny. And then when you have to be funny, you become not funny. That's this movie. It tries way too hard, and it doesn't work. No, I did like that uh, all of Korg's race are male. And they hold their hands over the f- molten lava until their hands fall off, and then it creates a new Korg. What a way to go. That was funny. It, I mean, it gives a whole new meaning to give me a hand. Somehow he got his body back. The The character of Korg after Omnipotent City is ludicrously frustrating. Because if that character is not voiced by Taika Waititi, that character dies. Yeah. And he's like the, so, the de facto narrator for bits of this movie. And that works because, I mean, he has a, he has a fun voice. I'm not going to deny that. He's fun to listen to. My favorite scene was that fight in the Hall of the Gods. And Thor gets really mad that Korg just got, he fought killed. And he picks up the lightning bolt and throws it through Zeus. He just, that oh, was gosh. incredible. I was like, that was so cool. And then the immediacy of like, we got to go. Yeah. We got to get out of here. I I need them to explain how he lived, though, because just the he's Zeus. That's not enough. The villain yeah. of this movie is the God killer. That's what Gore like Gore has a subtitle. <clears throat> so the fact that Zeus is just like, man, that was whew, what a rough day for your boy Zeus. Like that's not that doesn't work for me. That's not good enough. So a question that I have um, that. I was hoping this movie was going to answer, and it did not. Uh-oh. Where are they going? Like, in general what? or specifically? What? The MCU. Where's the MCU going right now? I have no idea. I have not been able to figure it okay. out. Okay, so my thought is they're building towards the Young Avengers. Really? That's my thought. You really think that's what's going to happen? Look at the some of the new characters no, who have been introduced, right? No, I, I agree with you, but you think they're going to make a straight-up movie with with the young avengers i i don't gamble i um somewhat famously you know not somewhat famously i am largely against it conceptually um i would put some money on phase five including some type of young avengers concept whether it's a movie or a tv show sam's not young Hmm? sam's not young no but someone could get introduced in captain america 4 like a new falcon the guy who he pawns the wings off in the show. In in comics, he becomes Falcon. But you look at Kate, Kate Bishop, Young Avenger. You look at Wanda's kids, Young Avengers. Look at Kamala Khan. Like, the pieces are there. It's just a matter of getting to it. Look, I mean, Ironheart is, a, is, it doesn't have a premiere date, but it is a phase four confirmed show. She's, like, every, every initial Avenger has an equivalent except for, I mean, Black Widow. But again, Yelena exists. And Hulk but would you be shocked if Amadeus Cho doesn't show... Like, I would not be surprised if Amadeus Cho shows up in She-Hulk in some no, capacity. No, I wouldn't be surprised with that either. So there, there's a way to rebuild this team younger. And I think that's big picture. I think that's the plan. Something Because Secret Invasion, planned. It is going to happen. I Big picture, what does Phase 5 look like? I don't even think Feige knows. I don't think he has any <laughs> idea right now. No, I don't think he does. That's the bigger They're all concern. over the place. Like, they are all over the place, man. I don't know. I'm nervous about oh, it. Absolutely. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm. I guess 
just gotta hold on tight for what's gonna happen. So let's rate it on Thor level. So, so on a scale of the Dark World to Ragnarok. Yeah, it's the Dark World. I put it right above the Dark World. I, as far as I'm concerned, they are equivalents. Ah, they are so bad. So would you give it a Thor out of ten? Stop. Yes, yes, I would. <laughs> Just because of the play on words, oh, I think man, I will that's, too. That's exceptional. Yeah. So we give it a Thor out of 10. Um, if you want to go check it out, you can. Don't. Don't. Uh, I, will act- I, uh, I will actively talk people out of going to see this movie. Wait for it to be streaming on Disney+. Plus. Multiverse of Madness yeah. is streaming on Disney+. Plus Now, watch that. Yeah. It's also not great, but no. <laughs> I would recommend it over this. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I like it better than Multiverse of Madness. I saw, Maybe. I saw a, a tweet earlier today. It was uh, Rank the Phase 4 Villains so far. And it was uh, Green Goblin. It was Willem Dafoe, Green Goblin, um, Scarlet Witch, Gore, and um, the Mandarin, Wenwu. How would you rank those, just out of curiosity? Or who would be your top? Let's just do that. Let's make that easier. Who would be your Green Goblin would be my top. Really? Okay. Um, Wanda would probably be at the bottom. Really? Yeah. Okay, because for me, it's between... Wanda and Gore. Win Wu, I think, is is comfortably at the bottom. He's comfortably fourth. My problem with Gore is that from what we saw, we didn't really get to see. You know, he was called the God Butcher, but he didn't, you didn't butcher see him in any action. gods. Yeah, I think that's entirely fair. He only butchered one. Even then, I like, mean, yeah, we get to see the other ones, like the aftermath, just but we never actually reputation. get to see him do it. And so that made me upset because I was like, I was looking forward to this guy, like just being a total BA and just taking out all these gods. But do you th- that didn't so happen. That was, so that was a huge waste to you as well. Yeah. Okay. Huge waste. I, I am there with you. I think Christian Bale was incredible. In fact, we didn't even talk about you know him. what would have made great. perfect sense is if Christian Bale had showed up, if Gore had showed up when they were in the Hall of the Gods. That would would have been incredible actually yeah and had this like intense fight and then he gets away but at the same time takes out like 10 15 gods yeah and they're like you know thor's having to sit there and he's having to like okay we got to rethink our approach with him yeah well and i mean it's not like taika waititi is unable to do a good fight scene because like the hella fight at the end of ragnarok is really good but i i'm 100 with you if you turn the guardians if you turn as guardians of the galaxy into a one shot and you add in like 20 or 30 minutes of actually watching gore be gore this movie gets a lot better i think it's also important to note um gore in the comics does not look like the christian bale character and it was changed completely deliberately because comics gore looks a lot like voldemort <laughs> so they were like hey uh what if we changed his character so that change 100 on board that is that is yeah, he looked good. That is cautiously clapping into my microphone. And Christian Bale actually did a really good job. Which is not a surprise. Like he's, he's No, not at all. Yeah. Yeah. It was um yeah, he didn't get as much action as he should have. Um and also it didn't make sense that he was like, Oh, you guys are gods and you don't care about anybody. So let me steal a whole bunch of children that you care about so that you come hunt me down. Yeah. That'll show him. I hadn't thought about that. That's, that's upsetting too. Dang it. This movie keeps getting worse. <laughs> it's little stuff like that that it's just like, that doesn't really make that's sense. infuriating. Ugh, ugh. So with that, let's wrap up with some news from us. 
John and I had a, a discussion about the show. Um, we are actually going to be changing the show slightly. Uh, we're still going to be reviewing things and giving our opinions on things that you didn't ask our opinions about, but you know, we're going to give it to you anyway. Um, but we also are, so there's John and I have, as you have heard in several of our past episodes, the most recent ones, there's a lot of stuff, content that's being released that we're not super happy about. Uh, you know, like we straight up, like we can tell from the very beginning, you know what, this is probably not something I'm going to enjoy. And so because of that, we have decided that our reviews are going to start being not about every single new thing that comes out, but rather just the stuff that we actually care about. Yeah. Um, kind of getting away from a, a hard focus on what's new, what's new, what's new is, is important to me. And I mean, Jay addressed it right there of just the, the new stuff that comes out isn't always stuff that, you know, I'm super thrilled about, or he's super thrilled about. And there, there have been some things where I would say either of us have, you know, we've jointly decided to see something and then it becomes like, oh man, I do still have to see that. It becomes more of an obligation than an excited, I'm thrilled to talk about this with you don't get me wrong i was thrilled to talk about how bad thor love and thunder was with you because it's a movie that i was invested in and this decision is not to say we'll never talk about new things again it's still on the table but it's a refocus into these are things that we love these are things that we're excited to talk about and we can bring that type of energy in every episode with the caveat of sometimes we'll still be seeing new things like there's still you know half of phase four left for the mcu and at this point i'm invested like it's getting worse but i'm invested i'm gonna go down with the ship so (laughs) we'll we'll still be bringing those to you as they happen um but those are going to be more of a scattering of here's something as it as it releases it's going to be a lot more of you know these are games we grew up loving and we're gonna we want to revisit and talk about as adults or this is a tv show that i grew up loving and want to revisit and talk about so it's definitely and we're we're not going anywhere first of all but there's a, a focus change and and I mean, I personally, I would love for I would love for our listeners to be a part of that, Jay. Oh, yeah, I agree. So once we get back, once we get settled in this groove of, you know, finding our feet, finding our rhythm with a different style of content, we would love to hear, you know, what were some games you grew up on? What were some TV shows that you loved growing up? Because that's something that everyone has. Everyone has these cornerstone shows, these cornerstone games that, you know, you can always go back to. And I think getting into those can be so much fun and it can be so rewarding. Yep. I agree. And, uh, so it's just going to be, uh, it's going to just for us, I guess for us, because there were a few times that we had to review things that we were, both of us were like, Oh, we got to talk about this. And Oh man, I got to watch that thing, even though I really don't want to. And so now we're just going to be doing this stuff that we know either. I mean, sure. We might think to ourselves, you know what, this might end up being bad, but at the same time, it's something that we care about. So we're going to go ahead and push through it. Like, like four, exactly like what John said. Like, I mean, I'll admit, I think John probably felt the same way that like, I went into this thinking I was going to love it. Absolutely. You know, I was like, oh yeah, this is going to be great. And then of course it was like, well, what was that? Horrible. Um, so there, there is going to be stuff like that along the way, but, uh, but we'll keep you updated and, uh, we'll let you know, but there'll probably be a lot more reviews of movies that have already been out for a long time that maybe have, um, a pretty big significance in our culture, um, in our lives, uh, classics, 
and then of course various new things along the way so with that um that is the end of season three and i mean we're being very generous very appreciative of you our listeners um we're not even going to really end on a cliffhanger because we told you the change right if we were if we were tv show people we would have said hey we have this big announcement tune in in september (laughs) which would have been horrible i hate shows that do that because you want to know what happens to half of the shows that do that jay they get canceled and you never find out what it was yeah or they end up having 11 seasons and they're called Smallville. That was a, I was about to say, that was a very precise number. You have something in mind. Yeah, no, that was too much where they would, every single season ended that way. Like the big bad would show up and then it would just end. Yeah. would be like, well, tune in in the fall. Yeah. Ah. You know, I... No, we're not going to do that. I dare say Smallville could be something we talk about in our new season four context. That, yeah, that'd that be could fun. be the cliffhanger. Come back for season four and find out when we talk about Smallville. <laughs> At some point. Probably. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. All right. Well, we will see you in September then. So enjoy your August. And, uh, but until then, nerd out.